0: Seven principles of universal morality, sharing Torah with humanity, an in-depth exploration of halachic and hashkafic guidelines. So there are so many questions that come up halachah lemaisa regarding our role as the amanivchar, an oral legoyim. We're given the status of being the light onto the nations, and these are wonderful things conceptually. Practically speaking, what does that mean? What are we allowed to, to teach? What are we allowed to share with the world? What are we mechuyev not to share? On one hand, the Svorno tells us in the Posik, right before Matan Torah that Klal Yisrael is called the Am Segula, where Mamlaches Kohanim v'Goy Kadosh. What does it mean to be a Mamlaches Kohanim, a kingdom? Of priests, says the Svorno, it means we're malamdim, we're teachers, teachers of humanity, lehoros lechol min hanoshi to teach all of humanity the truth and the derech Hashem. That's klal Yisroel, amleches kohanim v'goy kadosh. The problem is, we know that there is a restriction. And the restriction of teaching Torah to the non-Jewish world is something we find in a few places in Shas. What I'd like to do, Mitzvah Shem, in this short, I guess, mini-series, we'll probably have a couple shirim on the topic because there are a few different areas to really delve into, is clarify what are the the obligations of humanity, what are these Zion mitzvot b'nai Noach? how far-reaching are they, and then, which is going to be more today's uh, topic, what is our relationship with the Zion, Mitzvos B'nai Noach regarding teaching them and, and delving into the, the meaning and the application of the Zion Mitzvos or other parts of Torah with the non-Jewish world. So the Gemara San Sanhedrin Nunvov tells us, Tana we learn in Brisa Sheva Mitzvos Nitztovu B'nai Noach. Bene Noach were given seven mitzvos. Dinim, establishing a system of law, having courts, having a society that's run on on law and order. Uberchas Hashem, the prohibition against blasphemy, Avodah Zahra, the restriction of engaging in a vodazara, giliarayas, or immoral relationships. Shvichos Dami murder, Gezel, stealing the Ever Menachai, and eating a limb from a living animal. Now, we know Ever Menachai is not limited to ripping off a cow's leg and eating it. It's somewhat barbaric. But even if theoretically an animal was, was killed, but it wasn't fully dead, and then a part of that animal was removed and now you're buying that meat at Publix, and it looks like any other good, old-fashioned novella, but it's not. It's Avram Menachai. So these are the seven mitzvot b'nei noach. The Gemara, a few blood later, on Daf Nuntes, says his follows: second line here. of Yochanan, k'chavim she'osek betorah chayiv miso. And Oved k'chavim, one who is a pagan, who chooses to be the Torah to really engage in Torah study. He is chayiv misa. The Kesev Mishnah, the Rambam explains, it means chayiv misa l'shamayim ba'alma. It doesn't actually mean we give him capital punishment. But klape shmai, objectively, this is a very serious thing. Shenemar, where does this come from? Torah tzivalonu Moshe Marosha, k'ilas Yaakov. That the Torah was instructed to us by Moshe, Morosha, and it's an inheritance for Klal So the Gemara makes the following drasha: lanu meroshe v'lo It's a Marasha for us, for Yaakov, but not for them, but not for the rest of humanity. Okay, so that's where we derive that Ovid Kochovim She'osig V'torah Chayiv Misa. The Gemara is bothered by a question. Lach Sheve E'gabe Sheva Mitzvos. So why is this not one of the seven mitzvos? We learned a few blot earlier that the non-Jewish world has seven basic mitzvos, principles of universal morality, and there's no mention of an Isser to learn Torah. So the Gemara says, Manda Amar, Morosha, the one who understands this Jrosha as Morosha, that it's only an inheritance for Kla Yisrael, but not for the rest of the world, Migzil Kogozela. By an Ovid Kokhovim engaging in Torah study, that's considered Gezel. You're taking something that doesn't belong to you, that's a violation of Gezel, you're stealing. Mand Amar Others who understand this drasha, that we learn marasha as a way of alluding to Marasa, the betrothed of Klal Yisrael, Dino Kenara Hamarasa the Biskila. Then we would say an Ovid Kohavim who's Osekh in Torah. That's a violation of Giluy Rayos. That's an illicit relationship. This is our buras, this is our betrothed, not yours. So no matter how you learn this drasha of Torah Tsivalanu Mosha Marosha, Marosha Lanu, either way, this particular restriction of an Obid Kachavim engaging in Torah study is either included in Gezel or included in Gilya Rayas. Okay. The Gemara, though, has a question on the whole idea of restricting Ovid Kochavim from being Osik B'Torah. Meisve, Haya Omer Minayin Kochavim Shehu Ke From where do we learn that even if someone is an Ovid Kochavim? And the reason, by the way, I'm, I'm saying Ovid Kochavim and not translating it is because we'll have to explore how far reaching is Ovid Kochavim? Is it limited to. Pagans? Is it including the entire non-Jewish world? We'll get into that in Burt's show. But remeyer says, How do we know that even Ovi Kuchavim, whose osik B'Torah is considered like a kohen gadol? Samha vachai This is the posik in Acharei That the Odom, the human being, is doing the mitzvos and he lives by them. Kohanim Leviim Yisraelim lo nemar explains Rameir, the pasuk doesn't say only Jewish people Kohanim Leviim Yisraelim ela haAdam but it says Adam, which according to Remeier is referring to any human being so halamadatash shafilu so we see that it's a praiseworthy thing to do. So how could the Gemara tell us, how could we have Rav Yochanan say, Ovid Kochavim Shozik Betoraz chayim Misa, we have a Ebreyesus saying the exact opposite. It's such a Choshev, such an amazing thing for a non-Jew to do. What's the Gemara's answer? Hossam Mitzvos Didhu. When Rav said that an Ovid Kochavim who engages in Torah study is like a Kohen Gadol, that's referring to engaging in the mitzvos that are relevant to them. The Zayin mitzvos b'nei noach. My father was So a guy came in there and started asking him questions. And was like, So the truth is, there's a whole movement. There's a whole movement of, of non-Jews who really try to, to be Makaiim the Zayin mitzvos b'nei noach. And they ask Shilas to great postkin in these areas. Hey, hey. Rishmol first tells me that he gets calls sometimes from non-Jews asking different uh, questions I've got, in the Zion mitzvahs. I forgot what Shilas was, but it was a complicated Shilas. I actually had, you know, from time to time you get the witnesses to come out door. Yes. So I once had a witness talk to my door, starting to talk to me. I away never come back <laughs> it's a good move. It's a good move. What was the question they wanted to begin with, though? Is the Shemin Mitzvah something that is we have ask, and that it applies to the guy of or is it something that was given even before there was such a thing as Judaism, so it applies to every single person in the world? Because if it does, And what was the question in the Gemara about why we should include Torah learning? Because it applies to everybody, which would include Jews, and Jews are allowed to learn Torah. So it's not something that's universal. You're asking that, what's the Gemara's question that the Isser of a non Jew being Osik Torah that should be one of the Zion mitzvahs? You're asking why should it be one of the Zion mitzvahs? Those are something that are universal to non Jews and Jews alike. Obviously, Jews don't have a restriction of being osik the Torah, and they're able to do so even with two young children together on an early Sunday morning. I think it's almost been 16 minutes, maybe? It. Yeah, yeah. okay? <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. Um, so if the Zion mitzvahs are only for the non-Jewish world... So then obviously the of being osik v'torah would not apply, saying, if the Zion mitzvah are viewed as for all humanity, they don't apply to Jews. Good question, Reb Chaim. But what does come out from this Gemara is we have two halachos. Halacha number one is an Ovid Kochavim who engages in What seems to be any other area of Torah besides their seven mitzvos, chayig misa. It's a terrible thing to do. Either it's a violation of gezel or adultery. Yet, if they want to explore and gain the mastery over their Zion mitzvos, not only is that permissible, but we say he's like a Kohen Gadol. This is like the ultimate the ultimate thing a human being could do is to learn more about his Zacharias in this world. That's what the Gemara and Sanhedrin teaches us. Now what's interesting is throughout history, we have different Gedoli Yisrael who who seem to take different approaches in this question. The Svorno, for example one of the great Mephoshim on Tanakh in the early 1500s. He was hired by the well-known German scholar, Johann Ruchlin. We're all familiar with Johann and his amazing work in German scholarship. But he was hired by Johann to teach him the Hebrew language. And he worked together with him for a couple of years. The Sforno actually wrote a safer not for the Jewish world, but for the non-Jewish world. What's the name of that sefer? Or Amim. He wrote this as a light onto the nations. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, in the 1800s, he endeavored to make the study of Talmud part of the curriculum in the European universities. He wanted Jews and non-Jews to have the uh, sense of chashivas and, and reverence that Talmud should be viewed as another area of wisdom that everyone should delve into. How is that allowed? Good question, right? That's when, when I was in law school, there was a course called the Law of the in Talmud. So they were teaching Talmud at the University of California. Wow, yeah. California. It's a cool What's that? basically have a polo. Like a, law okay. So we'll have to see how all these things play out based on the sources, but that's the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Let's take a look at the Gemara in Chagiga. The Gemara in Chagiga says, one line from Rav Ami, Ein Mosrin Divrei Torah le Oved Kochavim. Literally translated, one is not allowed to give over Divrei Torah to Oved Kochavim. That Hashem did not do this, give the mitzvos to the other nations, and the mishpatim, the laws of the Torah, they do not know, and therefore it sounds like the drasha of Rami is you're not allowed to educate them and give them that knowledge. So a mosrin Torah ovid kochavim. So now we have two separate isurim. We have a restriction on Obde Ochavim themselves. You cannot be Osek B'Torah, anything outside of the Zayed mitzvos. And we have a restriction on Klal Yisrael. Ein mosrin divrei torah We're not allowed to share, to give Divre Torah to Obde Kochavim. So Tosos here has a very, very intriguing question. Let's take a look at Tosfos and number four. Why do we have to have a special drasha? Rav Ami is teaching us. Why do we have to have a special drasha? We should learn it out from the Gemara Tzedhedrin that says a non-Jew is not allowed to learn Torah. Ovid and therefore hamalamdo over a naiver If you teach them, then you're in violation of lifneiver. naiver. You're placing a stumbling block in front of the blind. And just like we know lifneiver naiver applies between Jew and Jew, I'm not allowed to enable you to do an Isser. The same thing applies between a Jew and a non-Jew. Anything that's usur for you, I cannot enable you to do it. Classic example: the Gemara Votazara says is la nozir, giving a glass of wine to a Nuzir who's not allowed to drink wine. le ben Noach, and giving an Aver Minachai to a Ben Noach. Those are two examples of Naever, Lo So the question of Tosfos is why do we need? an explicit prohibition telling us you can't share divrei Torah with Obde Kachavim, it should be obvious. If they can't learn Torah, then we can't teach them Torah. naiv Wow. 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 <laughs> So the truth is, kind of nonchalantly, off the cuff, Avi Apple was mechavein to the (laughs) Shagas Well, says the Shagas if you learn the whole restriction of an Ove Ochavim being Osik B'Torah is based on Gezel, so if you're not taking it from me, but I'm sharing it with you, then it's not Gezel, you're not stealing it. I'm allowed to share my thing with somebody else. Sharing is caring, <laughs> right? It's an amazing thing how kids utilize that line whenever they want someone to share with them. <laughs> you know? Sharing is caring. Then <laughs> you try the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> it's mine. Why can you say it's like the Makif um, and have the both um, you know, to get and The, to get the makef and Nikif? you're saying, what's the kasha of Tosvos? Why can't there be not just Leif Na'iver, but there's also a separate Isser? So it sounds like Tosis is assuming there would be no need to give us a separate iser if anyway we're in violation of Leif Na'iver. Rabbi Goldstein's asking, charifus Rav of We do find an example in shas." that we know there are two different lavin, makif and nikif. Nikif means I'm not allowed to have my payus cut. Nor am I allowed, a second is to cut somebody else's payus. So what do you mean? Why is there a need to have an iser of makif? Obviously I can't cut your payus. I'm in violation of leaf Naiver. Okay. Is, 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 isn't, isn't this a possible telling? Oh, yes. it's the question of why you're Why are you doing the source from the hill? And if the soul, is the source of the Torah? I would say in our 10th year of the Sunday morning, you know, breakfast bonanza, this is probably the highest, highest level we've attained. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Nahara, between Reb Chaim's kasha and the Gemara of in Sanhedrin rather, now we have uh, Reb Moshe's kasha and we have the approach of Reb Tzvi to answer Reb Moshe's kasha. Right, Rutsvi is suggesting if you actually had a love in the Torah, so then you could use that approach. The Torah is allowed to give a particular love for something. Here, there is no explicit pasuk in the Torah saying it's usser limsardiv Torah It's a, it's a limud from Nach, right from Tehillim. So then, Tosas Kasher would be. Why do you need any special limit? You have an Isser de'Raisa of Lifnaiver. Beautiful. So Avi was suggesting, maybe the only Isser of Lifnaiver, or even deeper, there would never be an Isser of Lifnaiver when it comes to teaching Torah to an Ovikuchavim, because if you learn the whole Isser is Gezel, and I'm choosing to share it with you, then it's not Gezelah. Ooh, right, meaning maybe it's not mine to, to give maybe it belongs to Kalal Yisrael and therefore I don't have bilus over it, I don't have ownership now we're going to see we're going to see in the, uh, the Nitziv, he, he doesn't like this approach of the Shagasariyeh, and one of the reasons why we might argue with it is based on what Reuven is suggesting it's not mine to give over okay so, this is the Kasha Tosvos. Let's see what he answers here. And through this discussion, we'll also get a little bit of a glimpse, potentially, into how he views um, Jews teaching the Zion mitzvos to non Jews. Maybe you'll say, Be Zion did who? De Enochayim Misa, Ked Amr Shas hashem." The Gemara Hadran says it's only a problem for an ovikul to be osik betorah in other areas besides the Zion mitzvos. But when it comes for them to learn the Zion mitzvos, then we say it's a beautiful thing to do. So maybe Rebbe Ami and Chagig is only teaching us that even regarding the area of Torah that they're allowed to be learning, you can't teach that to them. To that, Tosva says... The But that doesn't make any sense. Right? Why are they allowed to learn the Zion mitzvahs? Because this is their tafkid. This is how you know, one of 8 billion human beings, this is how they fulfill their mission in this world. It would not be logical at all to say, we can't help them in fulfilling their mission. If they're allowed to learn it, then not only are we... Uh, permitted to teach it to them, but his language is, It's a mitzvah to give it to them. So therefore, he still has his question. They're allowed to learn Zion mitzvahs. It's a mitzvah for us to teach them Zion mitzvahs. We have to explore how far do we take that practically. On our priority list, what number is that, and how do we do it? But the kasha is, obviously, Rav Ami, when he says, Torah He's referring to the other areas of Torah. And all the other areas of Torah, they can't learn, so I should be in violation of Lifna lomar. So answers Tosvos. We're talking about a case, or Rav Ami when he says there's a special Isra of being Moser, Divrei Torah, of giving over Divrei Torah to a non-Jew, that's in a situation where it would not be leaf Why would it not be leaf if they can't learn it, so how can I teach them? over Because maybe it's a situation where there are other non-Jews out there who are already teaching them anyway or would be teaching them without you. Or perhaps there's something called the Internet and there are other ways of accessing this same information. And Leif Ever we know, is only not just if I'm assisting you. There's, a, there's an issue to assist a Jew in doing something that's wrong, even if I'm not the but-for cause. The question is, does that apply to a non-Jew as well? we seem to paskin in Yerodea, Kuf, No, and Aleph that it does not apply to a non-Jew. And that clearly seems to be the opinion of Tosfus. So it's true, I'm assisting you, but I'm not enabling you. So if I'm not enabling you, there's no leaf na'ivir. Comes along Rav Ami and teaches us, but it's still us to do it. You still can't share Divrei Torah with Ovde Kuchavim. Question, Yehuda. First of all, do we appreciate his answer? How he's answering the question? Not really. What's that? Should, should we say it over yes, yeah, let's just say it over again to get clarity here. And the, the, the goal today is really going through more of these sources, which are somewhat academic, but the goal is to get the foundations for Mitzvah Shem next week to make more application halacha so again, the kash of Tosos was why do we need a special prohibition against sharing words of Torah with ob de kochavim? You can't do that anyway because since they can't learn it, you would be in violation of Leif Neifer. You're enabling them to do something that's us The answer of Tosos is true. Much of the time, if you're the only way for them to learn Torah, you don't need that pasuk in Tehillim. It's going to be osur because lif naiver, but there are many cases potentially where I'm not really over lif naiver. They have other ways of getting that information. I'm not the one who's enabling them to learn Torah. So then we have to have a special, unique, explicit iser. Don't share divrei Torah with ovdekachavim, even if they can get it elsewhere. That That's it? the answer to Tosos. Thank you so much, Gershon. No, so we say Miseiah, that's the Ramon Kufnan Aleph, the Shach over there. We don't pass in Miseiah by Akum. Can you elaborate? I mean, it's Sometimes it's like Reb Chaim, right? It's not really when the Bechah or... quotes Reb Chaim, <laughs> it's like one line Din Macha. he, you know, would be yes or beer. Right? To explain further, yes. Um, is it's saying, you're right, that's what that's what Rav Ami is saying according to Tosmos. right isn't that essentially he's not saying in general you can never help or assist he's saying there's a particular prohibition when it comes to sharing divrei Torah even though they can get it elsewhere you still can't be the one giving it to them okay so. So just to clarify, right? What, what comes out from this discussion so far is that the Obdi Kuchavim themselves have a very severe prohibition against learning any area of Torah that's not within the Zion mitzvot. If they want to learn the Zion mitzvot, that's incredible. And not only are we allowed to teach them the Zion mitzvot, Tosva says, it's a mitzvah to teach them the Zion mitzvot. Rav Ami is teaching us, though, that any other area of Torah that's prohibited for them to learn, which we assume as of now that's pretty much anything outside the Zion mitzvahs, even if they could get it elsewhere, you can't be the one to give it over. That's the halacha we have right now coming forth from Sanhedrin and Chagiga. Halacha la Maisa, how do you put anything on the internet? Oh, well, halacha is like light years from here. <laughs> <laughs> for, for anybody put anything on the internet. So this is actually part of my question. Okay that, yeah, that, you know, Art Scroll or anything else, how, if we put know, everything out on the internet, how these that Art It happens to be, I, I've read that before, the amount of non-Jews all throughout the world who buy Art Scroll Gemurras yeah. could very well be, I don't know if they're more than the Jews, but the, um, it's so a big... Also, to orient so add on to the question, do we differentiate between um, authentic Torah and just are you being elitist again here, though? No, no. I mean, like, to say that there's other non-Jewish sources out there, practically speaking, mm-hmm. almost all, it, it would be excessively rare, I would imagine, that a non-Jewish, even some Jewish sources are not really authentic, but to but have a non-Jewish source that's going to have Torah, but have it be authentic. Let's go through different websites and, and categorize authentic versus non-authentic. Let's do that. <laughs> right? Just be no, no. <laughs> no but the truth is I, I, this is a very important point that Yehud is making which is if you were to ask Akasha on the presentation of Tosfos why does he have to say Rav Ami is talking about a case where now, there's another non-Jew who would teach it to them and that's why I'm not in violation of Leif Nehver why does he specify there's another non-Jew? <laughs> Just say, there's someone else who could teach it. Jew, non-Jew, Christian, it could be a Muslim, it could, who cares, right? <laughs> Interesting question. So, when, when it comes to Leif Na'iver, right, Leif Na'iver means I'm enabling you to do something wrong. So let's take Rabbi Goldstein's case again, of uh, cutting off someone's payas in a way that's usur. If I do that to a Jewish man, I'm in violation of Leif Neyver. I'm also over the lav of makif. But okay. Let's say, though, on this block, there are five other barbershops. We have meishis and haimis and you know, chayims and everything, right? But they're all Jewish-owned. Do we say if I'm the one who actually cuts off your payas, am I in violation of Lifneiver? Or would you argue, I'm not the butt for a cause. If I didn't do it, someone else could do it. So the Mishnah Lamelech Paskins, he says, Lifneiver means that I am doing it and no other person who doesn't have the restriction That was said very unclearly. Let me try that again, yeah? Let's try Anglit Vavakasha. Lif Na'iver is not just I'm the one setting you up for Isser, even if other people would potentially do the same thing, but they have the same restrictions that I do, I'm still in violation of Lif Na'iver. The only way to get around Lif Na'iver is if somebody else could do it to you or for you, and they don't have that Isser, or you could do it for yourself without my help, then it's not lif naivir. But well, you could cut your ears off yourself. That's true. That's why this example is not the best example. Okay, mm-hmm. But assuming somebody couldn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you so, so you're, break so break you're break saying break. that the, the violation of Lith makes it so that other Jews are in the category of not someone who can do this, which is why it's specified it has to be another Exactly. So the Mishnah Lamelech... And there's a massive debate in the Akronim on this topic. The Mishnah of when he's trying to prove his theory, he quotes this tosos. Why did tosos have to say that theoretically other non-Jews could be teaching this non-Jew Torah? Because if the only other options were Jews, I would still be in violation of Leif Neiver. So making that application to the Internet. Okay, Yehuda is saying, listen, maybe there's a lot of narishkeit out there. Well no, no. If you tell me that teaching is even just a a translation of the words, you know, translated from Aramaic into English or whatever the language, then then there's a lot of sources that can do that, you know, adequately, you know. But let me ask you a question. Practically speaking, are there Jewish websites out there that have Torah accessible to the masses, real Torah, not just translations? Thousands. Huh? Thousands. Thousands, right? And that's why they're all puzzle. <laughs> Maybe our website, right? <laughs> Speaking of websites. We have many Shirim, and they're not just in Yiddish.: accessible <laughs> oh, <laughs> the. Just to make it that I'm not really teaching Torah to the rest of humanity. So this is going to be, a Shiloh we'll have to explore. I'll give you a little bit of a of a glimpse into a potential answer. <clears throat> when Rav Ami is telling us "Ein Mosrind Divrei Torah," so first of all, when it comes to the internet, likely I'm not in violation of Lifneiver because there is so much out there, even from non-Jewish sources, where people can gain access to information. So it's probably a pretty solid argument that. Posting something, a sheer, an essay, is not leaf The question is, how about Rev Ami? So, what's the Jewish way to answer a question? With another question. So, I'll ask you another question. Let's say I'm teaching a uh, class, I'm on college campus. I'm an Avram Avinu, I'm not a Noah, right? I'm on, I'm on college campus. Or I have a shul in Calgary. And there are some people that come
1: who are so not fall, Jewish. A
0: lot of days, my, I might fall in love with them and you'd like, be like, no, they say there's no minion. I look around and I'd be like, oh, there's nice minion here. Fifteen people. Yeah. So right. <laughs> Six people that are not Jews. So, so how does that work? <laughs> right. How does that work? Or let's say even in a day school sometimes, right? Depending on the policy of the particular day school. But sometimes you'll have a child or two that may not be halachically Jewish, maybe whatever the, the case is. So Reb Moshe Feinstein writes in the tshuva that it could very well be if we analyze the words carefully, Reb Ami, Ein Mosrin divrei Torah le'obit kuchaven. Even if you assume that Ovi Kochavim is including the entire non-Jewish world, what does Ein Mosrin mean? It doesn't say, don't teach. Ein Mosrin is don't give over. says Rav Moshe Feinstein, the connotation here is, if I'm Bidafka giving over to Ovi Kochavim, if I'm giving a shir, or my intention of sharing this Torah is for Acheinu Kolbeis Yisrael, even though I know it's very likely that other people are, are listening and, and gaining from it as well, maybe that's not a violation of Mosrin Divrei Torah La Oved Are they over? Are they over? No. Oh, that's a good question. I'm that's a that good question. I'm not a by the share, right? I, don't, I, don't, I didn't notice them doing that. No, right? And, and this question was actually raised in Eretz Yisrael. You have a lot of older older men who have helpers, and the helpers oftentimes may not be Jewish. And they come to the shear together with, uh, with the Zaidi And they sit there as well. And some of them actually get into it. And they appreciate it. And they ask, good kashas. So, am I not allowed to give the shir? Sir Moshe would say, that's not a violation of Ain Mosrin. Are they allowed to come? We'll have to explore that. Pashib shot based on what we've seen so far it would seem to be the answer is no, they shouldn't be learning this. But, but they're not asking that, shaila I'm not in violation of Leif Neivir because likely the reality is they could get this in many other places, even from a non-Jewish source. And I'm not in violation of Ein Mosrin because it's not a Masirah. it's not me giving over to you. I'm giving over to you then. So is the older man also not in violation of Leif Nehver because he's making the helper bring it? So as long as, as long as we know that the assistant can find this information in other places, and many of them are non-Jewish sources, there would be no Leif on on anyone. I have two questions. One is, in, in this universe, how would you ever have a Ger? Um, um, First question is, in this universe, how would you ever have a gear? And this is a wonderful question, which we're going to be exploring in Mitzvah Shem. Very intriguing machlokus between the Marsha and Rebbe Kivayger, which gets back to the Gemara and Shabbos, the famous Gemara and Shabbos of the person who came to Hillel to be Megayer. What exactly is going on there? We're going to analyze that. The Tuftam Vadase Mitzvah Shem. That's a great question. Um, and then also, the, in the beginning, we, we said um, you know that the the, the second source in Sanhedrin
1: either violation
0: of gazela or, or gile rice starting to say, oh, like, uh, there are nuances here, what, what, oh. um, it just seems like it's hard to, um, so question ask. number two is, if there's so many nuances here to Zion mitzvos B'nai Noach, one example is the fact that learning Torah is included, your average list, where it goes through what those seven Mitzvot are, probably doesn't include, Ovid Kuchavim She'osik B'Torah Chayiv Miso, okay, we're going to explore that as well, are these seven mitzvot nuanced, and are there potentially hundreds or even hundreds of thousands of, of branches that come forth from them? And if so, how do we expect them to know all of that? And also, it seems to me that the Torah is like an interconnected system. It's oh. not like you can just pick out, here, here is something that stands alone on its own, and keep it in a own Yes, we're going to explore all of this, in Tz Hashem. Let's quickly do the Gemara and Sotah. The Gemara and Sotah has a debate. We'll end with this. We know that when Kalal Yisrael entered into Eretz Yisrael, they were given the command to write the Torah on stones. There's a whole discussion in the Gemara how many stones and what it looked like, where it was. But the goal was to write the Torah in 70 languages. Why 70 languages? So all of the non-Jewish world would be able to learn Okay, the Gemara here has a debate between Yehudah and Shimon how exactly that happened. But what's clear from this Gemara is that the goal of writing the Torah in 70 languages was in order for the non-Jewish world to read it and to learn and to apply the values and the halachos to their lives. So the obvious question is, what? <laughs> right? <laughs> How could Hashem give it tzivui to do something which is oser? In this case, it probably was clearly naiver. There was no other access to this information. We, at that point in time, we were the bailim, we were the owners of, of this information. How can you tell us we have to share it with the world? We should be over naiver. It should be a transgression of de We're setting them up for failure. They're going to be learning it. What a terrible thing. Listen to what the Meiri says the Me'iri gives, and this is the first source we're seeing as to a potential reason, more than what the Gemara itself explains, third line of the Me'iri. If ovde Kochavim want to engage in Torah study, to know and to explore, based on a curiosity... Our Torah, Torah Seinu, Vitalmudenu, and our Talmud, then Roy Leonesh, that's what the Gemara and Sanhedrin is saying, is unacceptable. So the Meiri adds a little bit of a reasoning here. People will think that if you're a person who's learning Torah and who's well versed in some of the halachos, that you're one of us. Because, okay, I I guess you're Jewish also. Because they see that you know what you're talking about, or at least you seem to know what you're talking about. And the concern is, if someone's not really learning Torah to be part of the system of this reality, but it's just a perusal based on my curiosity and my interest, you might be doing many things that have a little bit of truth to them, but have a lot of Krumkite, and that could take people far away from the Derech HaYasher. Like the guy in Israel was caught recently, that the Mishra... Yes. All yes. In the system, all kai, all of the Perfect example. That's what the Miri is explaining as part of the reason behind this very severe prohibition. Mikolmokom, kol Koshu, oseg be'ikrei sheva mitzvos. However, any human being... Who is Osake in the fundamentals of the Zion mitzvos? pratehem and their nuances and their details. Ubamasha Yotse Mehem. And everything that comes forth from them, clearly indicating it's not so simple. It's not just have a cute little card on the fridge. These are the seven mitzvos, but there's a lot that comes forth from them. gufe torah Bahem. What an amazing line from the Meiri. Even though it's true that the majority of the Gufeha the, Torah, the body of the Torah, is included in the Zion mitzvos. Even though that's true, if a non-Jew wants to get into that sugya, they want to know more about it, then machabden also you honor them, you give them respect, a the kohen in you treat them like a Kohen Godl. She'ein kan chashash litos acherav because the whole concern of Ovid Kochavim osig that they might just be dabbling for curiosity and be very crumb and warped and off the derech and they'll get others to follow them, that wouldn't apply to someone who's approaching it with sincerity. im das, here the Meiri seems to be setting forth his opinion regarding one who wants to convert. He says, kolshekein, if a, if a non Jew wants to take it the full nine yards, <laughs> to the point where they might actually convert, they're that interested in changing their lives, then there should be no violation of them learning. And the third thing, the kolshekeinim osekum makayim ikre mitzvah af beshar shaba. Lo mishiva mitzvos. This is very chidishtik. Very surprising. The Meir says three things we're going to end with this. First of all, it sounds like he's very much limiting the prohibition of their learning to its uh, curiosity, interest, but they don't want to change their lives. If they want to know more about the Zion mitzvos relevant to them, even though rov gufe ha-torah ba, there's so much of the Torah that's based on the Zion mitzvos. We honor them for that decision. If they want to learn more about the Torah in order to be meshubach that's an amazing thing. Go for it. And it sounds like even if they don't really have an interest in being megayer, but they want to learn more about the Torah to apply it to their lives and to accept upon themselves certain things even outside of the realm of Zion mitzvahs b'nei noach, the Meiri seems to be saying that would be okay as well. Now we're going to have to explore next time how much of this meiri do we embrace halacha lemaisa, but at least according to this approach, the Gemara and Sotah is not that difficult to understand. If the goal of us translating the Torah for all the nations was for them to actually bring it home and embrace it to whatever degree they they were able to, not just to study it, but to make it part of their lifestyle, that would be an explanation as to why that was permissible. We'll is, continue next time. Is that something that we knew that they would do? Was there like a little card that said, you yeah. can't learn this unless you're doing it, Lashem Shema. There actually it was a little card. The Gemara says no, at the no. very bottom there of the stone. <laughs> I'm not joking. The Gemara actually says that this is in order for you to learn and to apply and to bring home, so to speak. Uh-huh. Because we know that coming into Eretz Yisrael, there was going to be a massive milchama. <laughs> and part of that milchama was lotechaya kol nefesh. However... The caveat was, we told them, if you want to accept upon yourselves the Zion Mitzvahs B'nai Noach, and you want to embrace the values of Torah, then we don't have to fight. You could live amongst us here in Eretz Yisrael. That was part of the message they were giving. So we'll explore next time how do some of these uh, principles apply to Halachah lemaisa. Have a wonderful day.